I knew I could say what I wanted to say to you three without feeling like I'm going to be judged or shamed about it. And it's just at the end of the day, I think my philosophy has always been like, you know, whatever decision you've made is is just a decision, right? There's, yeah, there's emotions attached to it, but that's it. And so I felt like, okay, I can say this, this, and this. I can ask you questions or suggestions on resources, but I don't feel like you're going to you know, say, oh, you shouldn't have done this, Sarah. Instead, all I've had was a lot of support and say, oh, well, I hope you feel better or here's something I found useful. And then, you know, I just feel really better, much better after talking with you ladies. Welcome to Beyond the Dollar, a podcast where we have deep and honest conversations about how money affects our well-being. I'm Sarah Lee Kane, your host, and here to give you space to explore your relationship with money. The guilt, stress, exhilaration, and fear, no topic is taboo. And in this episode, I brought on my close friends and money mastermind group, Jackie Lamb, an advocate for freelancers, Kate Dore, who is studying for her certified financial planner designation, and Taylor Malam, an English teacher who also freelances on the side. We chat about how we met, how we became so open to talking about money, both in our business and personal lives, and what we feel others can do when looking for a support system around their finances. Now, I want to continue the conversation with you, dear listeners, so make sure to listen to the end for some juicy questions and how you can reach me. By the way, this episode is sponsored by my course, Freelance Writing Kickstart. As you may know, I run my own freelance writing business for quite a while, and I've shared what I've learned along the way and helped others leave their jobs or earn a healthy side hustle income. Since so many of you have asked, I've created a step-by-step process to help you cut the overwhelm when it comes to starting and sustaining a successful freelance writing business. Right now, I'm offering listeners 10% off the course using coupon code BTDLISTENER, all caps. To check it out, go to www.beyondthedollar.co backslash FWS. Don't forget to use the coupon code BTDLISTENER in all caps to grab your discount. To find resources shared in this episode, head over to www.beyondthedollar.co. Now get ready, grab a seat, and let's go Beyond the Dollar. Hey, everyone. Welcome to season four of Beyond the Dollar. This is Sarah Lee Kane. You'll notice that I am San's co-host. If you have stuck around with me since season one, you will have heard on the last episode of season three that Garrett is no longer the co-host of Beyond the Dollar. So thank you for sticking with me. If this is your first time here, welcome. I hope you like what you hear. And I brought on three really badass ladies today because a lot of you have been asking questions about how do you find people to talk about money with and how do you find this amazing community and being so open about money and all that stuff. So I've invited Jackie. Can you say hi, Jackie? Hi, everyone. This is Jackie. (laughs) Happy to be here. And we've got Taylor. Hi, this is Taylor. And then we've got Kate. Hey, y'all. And then if you have stuck around with us for a while, you'll know that Jackie Lamb was on a previous episode talking about creatives and artists and money. So I will link to that in the show notes. So, all right, let's let's uh, let's get to lady rapid fire questions. Ready? No, <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> so yeah, let's, you know what? Let's talk about how we all met because I 
remember meeting Jackie and Kate very briefly, but like, I don't actually remember how we met or what we talked about or anything like that. That's a great question. <laughs> I'm trying to jog my memory as well. I think... Oh, geez. Was how it did... back in 2016, I think? Yeah, I was at San Diego, right? I think that's where I met Taylor and Sarah for the first time. I think I saw Taylor at some meetup for social media people. Do you remember this, Taylor? And I met yeah. Sarah at the uh, Careful Sense mm-hmm. club. It was a Careful Sense lunch or something. But mm-hmm. Kate, I can't remember why or how we met. So... I don't remember how I met Kate. <laughs> Internet friends and then somehow just started talking in person, which I feel that, like happens a lot. That must People. be it. I think I met everyone on, at 2016, 2016 FinCon, because I remember hanging out with Kate that year as well. And that was probably the first time we had some face-to-face time. So, yeah. Do any of y'all remember what we had spoken about initially? <laughs> I think we were just talking. I think with Sarah, I think I was talking to you about like, minimalism maybe or buddhism or some such which makes sense because that's what we we like to talk about but yeah and i don't even know how we started the group like how did we even start the group right so (laughs) do you remember how this happened i know we brought lewis on later but how did Mm -hmm. we even do yeah that's so i know that that i asked i met jackie in 2016 and kate and then i didn't sarah we didn't meet in person until this year But I remember Mm -hmm. meeting Jackie and we talked back and forth about freelancing. And then one day I was like, hey, I really want to join a mastermind group. Like, do you know of any that you would recommend? And she was like, yeah, actually, like I'm part of one. Do you want to come on our next call? And then that was kind of when when I joined. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how long you guys have been doing it. Yeah, I don't know how I don't (laughs) know how we started. The three of us, me, Sarah and I think I invited myself to (laughs) y'all's. And it was me and Sarah just chatting. Perhaps that's what it was. I, I think we such so a black on box. Facebook. It was on Facebook. You all were talking about it on Facebook. And I just jumped into the conversation and invited myself to the group. So let's okay. for our listeners. <laughs> very long winded way of saying that things can happen very spontaneously. So if you're looking for someone to openly talk about money, you can do what Taylor and Kate did. Just invite yourself into a group <laughs> or, or, you know, me and Jackie's conversation. And, and then yeah. or... Just find some sort of commonality. I think that's what we did, Jack. We talked about minimalism. And I think we talked a little bit about Buddhism, if I recall, because yeah. we were into that. Yeah, and so. and then it just, I think because we're, we're both freelancing, I was freelancing, I think, for full time for a couple months when I went to FinCon. I think for you, it was like a year or two years. And so I just remember starting asking you questions and you're like, let's just meet up regularly. And so I think that's what we ended up doing. We, we meet once a month. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah 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 so it's been a while right <laughs> yeah 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 and I was in a yeah it's been a while it's been probably over a year at least right or longer but I think I remember having a different mastermind group it was just me and some other person and he kind of actually stopped being as involved in the FinCon group mm-hmm. but he had suggested maybe that's what it was he talked to me he's like you know it would really help you to have a group of just freelance writers and freelance, maybe personal finance writers. I think that's when the idea was implanted in my, my brain. I just don't remember how, yeah, it's so such a blur how me and Sarah probably started talking. <laughs> huh. So why do you yeah. think he suggested to you to join like a group with other freelancers? I think it's because he was doing something so different than what I was doing. And he said, he just thought like the issues I was 
going through was, or the questions I had was probably best, you know, addressed in like among other writers. Cause you know, freelancers, freelancers have common issues and common situations they get into that need some help with. But I think freelance writing, you know, even more so, and then even freelance personal finance writing, right? We, we share a lot of the same issues as well and have the same questions and, you know, maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Taylor, I'm, I'm curious, like, why did you ask Jackie about wanting to join a mastermind group? I really, I wanted to join because I actually have a separate full-time career that's not related to writing and not related to money. I work as a teacher. And at the time that this was happening, I was training to become a teacher. And I really felt like no one in my real life was talk, knew anything about freelance writing or really wanted to talk about money. So I was just really feeling kind of alone in a lot of the issues that I was coming up against with freelancing because they're really like very specific issues that someone who works a regular job doesn't necessarily experience. So I just yeah, I just kind of was feeling like, oh my gosh, am I the only person who feels this way? And I just was missing that community aspect in that part of my life. So I wanted to kind of find find some people who who knew about this stuff and who I could kind of be like, is this just me? <laughs> I was gonna say, no, you're not. <laughs> okay, Kay, why did you barge in on our mastermind group? <laughs> it's hilarious. You. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny about freelance writing is it, it may be similar to y'all. You know, I kind of stumbled into it. I had started blogging about five years ago and I had a company reach out, magnify money. I had done some freelance writing more in like the the technology, like for startups, I had done some, you know, written some stuff for different companies I had worked for, but I hadn't really done any freelance personal finance writing and uh, Magnify Money reached out to me. And it was my first, I guess, personal finance client. And so I feel like from there, things just kind of, I don't know, sometimes things just kind of happen. And I tend to be, <laughs> you know, with some of these things, I guess, not as proactive as I would like. And so I thought that a being in a mastermind group would make me a little bit more deliberate with building my business. And at the time, I was still a full-time social... Well, actually, I think when we started the group, I was on my own. But when Taylor and I met, we were both full-time social media marketers. And I was freelancing, but it was like a side hustle at the time. And then yeah, you know, once, I, once it was my own thing, <laughs> once it was like my full-time thing, I, I wanted to get more you know, a little bit, a lot more deliberate with what I was doing, even though I knew that it would probably be a side hustle again at some point. I always wanted to take it really seriously and be, you know, make good decisions along the way. And so it's really interesting because so one of the reasons I brought you on is I wanted to get more of an insight into how groups start or how friendships form when we talk about money. Because again, a lot of listeners and out there are figuring this out. So I guess the lesson learned here is just to find people that you can feel comfortable talking about some sort of commonality with and then hopefully a lead to conversations about money. Like we were very specific in terms of wanting to find someone to chat about issues about freelancing. And I know we've talked a lot about like invoicing issues or quarterly tax things. I mean, Jackie, I know you are switching from this. I'm getting very into the weeds here, but you're switching from like a sole proprietor to like an S-corp. For those who don't know what that is, don't worry about it. It's a business thing. <laughs> but, you know, and then we and then I don't know, like we just I think we just grew pretty close because I think freelancing, you know, I think we've implied is that it can get very lonely because, you know, sometimes I don't leave my house for days. Like, let's get honest here. 
and I need to talk to somebody else other than my husband and my three-year-old because that, that can only take you so far. And I, I don't know, like, I'm wondering, do you think it's because we've been so open about money in our own lives and we write about money or we talk about money that we were willing to talk to each other about it? Like, what are your thoughts? Mm, that's a great question. I think perhaps so, but I also think we just really also just jive really well, right? But you're right. I think we do op- are very open with money for, for obvious reasons. We've blogged about money. We're, we write professionally about it because going outside of our bubble, like it's so hard to find other people who are about as nerdy as we are. As At least for me, like I haven't found a lot of people who like talking about budgeting or investments and that kind of thing. But I think we just have a really great camaraderie, really, you know, and that, that goes beyond just talking about money, but that is a huge part of what we like to do with, you know, in our time together. <laughs> yeah, I think that it would be, or I think that it was important that we found something that we had in common and then kind of built it from there. But I think that that can really be replicated in a lot of different ways. Like it doesn't have to be specific to freelancing. Like if you're joining groups, whether they're online or in person, where people are interested in money and talking about it, then you're more likely to meet people who you might be able to have that connection with. No, it definitely does, you know, keep us, binds us and and helps our friendship for sure. Do you feel like because we were open to talking to somebody about money, because freelancing have to have the money talk, right? Do you think we were already initially open to talking about money? Not necessarily like the personal finance side of it, but just business side of it that we eventually opened up about our individual situations? Mm -hmm. That's a good question. Well, we've had a we've had a group chat going almost since the beginning. <laughs> yeah, probably probably wasn't the intention initially, but uh, we've had like a daily group chat going via messenger. And as I guess as personal details spilled in there, it just was like a Pandora's box of <laughs> individual money situations, which is awesome. I mean, I honestly I can't think of if I was if I had a money. I mean, I have a bunch of financial planner friends, and I probably wouldn't, I wouldn't talk this closely and intimately about my finances with them. Yeah. I think for me, what it is, is that I knew I could say what I wanted to say to you three without feeling like I'm going to be judged or shamed about it. And, and it's just at the end of the day, I think my philosophy has always been like, you know, whatever decision you've made is, is just the decision, right? There's, yeah, there's emotions attached to it, but that's it. And so I felt like, okay, I can say this, this, and this. I can ask you questions or suggestions on resources, but I don't feel like you're going to you know, say, oh, you shouldn't have done this, Sarah. Instead, all I've had was a lot of support and say, oh, well, I hope you feel better or here's something I found useful. And then you know, I just feel really better, much better after talking with you ladies. Yeah, I totally agree yeah. with that. And I, I almost feel like part of it was because we didn't have any history as friends before we started in this group, that it was almost like a non-judgment zone because none of us were invested or had this sort of like history or old version of who we were. So it was just really about like where we are right now and supporting each other. Whereas I think sometimes if you try to talk to maybe your best friend about this or someone that you are, you know, have more of a history with, it can get, they can have a certain image of you that they bring to that conversation. No, that's an excellent point, uh, Taylor. Uh, Yeah, because we didn't have that prejudgment or anything. And I also think because maybe because we naturally talked about money because talking about, you know, rates and 
how much we're earning as freelancers, that probably did segue into other parts of our lives, you know, uh, from just our personal lot, uh, spending and our goals, which we talk a lot about, you know, what are our goals this year? How can uh, freelance writing and our work in general help support those goals? And what are some issues or questions we have, right? And as you know, personal finance is, it can be just a struggle to kind of prioritize or just make sense of what we need to do to, to get what we, where we want to go. So I think, yeah, maybe that's part of it was just the fluidity of our conversation, which made us feel comfortable that we could reach a topic, you know, open up to a topic that we might not discuss with our friends or, or uh, family or other people we're close to. Have you, I mean, I, I know the answers, but I'm curious about all of you ladies is, have you seen a direct benefit from talking so openly about money with all of us? Absolutely. And I think, you know, talking openly about, especially as a freelancer being in the same niche and even sharing some of the same clients, talking openly about pay is by far one of the most, I mean, there's a direct dollar benefit from that. No one is underbidding each other. You know, we're we're trying to make the most amount of money we can on new clients if it's one that we're all going after. So, you know, and there's no competition there either, you know, which is really nice. And I think I guess we're really lucky in that way. It's just the way it works, you know, within our within our niche. You know, I know not all niches are quite like that, but I do think that talking openly about pay is one of the best ways for everyone's rates to go up no matter what industry you're in. Yeah, I yeah remember, for sure. I'll say I remember we I'm not going to reveal the, all the details, but I remember, I don't remember who it was, but someone was, they were like, oh, I have a potential new client. This is the rate. And I think we all pushed that person to aim for like at least, I think, 30% more. And it was like, do it. It's scary. But like, what's the worst that could happen? And I think that person actually got that rate. And I remember, I remember talking to Jackie one time about, actually, no, this is a very recent conversation where I had a bit of an issue with a client. And I just was very curious in terms of how I should approach it, you know, ne- negotiate that certain situation. And everyone gave me really good feedback. And it turned out to be a a good conclusion for myself and the client. So that was really good. Like, I, I don't feel like I ruined the relationship. So that helped because sometimes, unfortunately, you burn bridges <laughs> in freelancing unintentionally. So that to me felt like, okay, I had a, it, it directly impacted my income because that at least left room to get more work or at least be on good terms with that person. No, for sure. And and I, I know as freelancers, there's one thing people don't tell you when you are running your own freelancing business is that you there's just so many more decisions to make. You know, like when you have a day job, you know what's expected of you, you know that you need to do the work in front of you. But when you freelance, like figuring out everything from whether or not you have bandwidth to take on a new client. And if you do, is this client right? And what rights should I charge? There's a lot of that mental, you know, energy that goes into making decisions. And so having this support group has really been great and and saying, hey, is this reasonable for me to ask? Or am I being like off by thinking this? And and it's just good to have like a sounding board and a support network who you can be, oh no, like that makes sense or that's reasonable or why not? Because we we work in isolation. You know, we, we, we spend a lot of time alone and there's not, a lot. it's a very, it can be a very isolating profession, you know. And so just having each other to just you know, help figure out, you know, decisions and, and issues has been so 
so important and feel so fortunate to have that. So if someone were to form a group like this, it doesn't have to be for freelancing. Maybe they they just want to get together with, you know, a couple of people and talk about maybe their money goals or 401ks or whatever. And they find that they're not getting the traction they wanted or they're not getting as much out of the group as they wanted. Like what would you what would you do in that situation or what would you recommend someone do in that situation? Yeah. Cause I have been in groups before. I've been in a couple of groups that either they met on, in real life or they met um, virtually like we do. And I just didn't really f- feel like it was benefiting, beneficial, you know, and, and I say just be honest with why that might feel that way. Like it could be a number of reasons, maybe the structure or the, the focus isn't where you're at, or it could just be really, you know, honestly, like maybe a dynamics thing, you know, the dynamics within the, among the people isn't working. I would just try to address what, what it is and maybe try to see if you can resolve it. You know, like if you can try to make suggestions because there's a chance that other people might feel similarly, but they're just not speaking up or it could just be you, <laughs> you know, I don't know. It can go either way. But uh, I think just to be honest too, you don't have to stick to a mastermind just because you agreed to at the beginning. Yeah. I would also say like just being really clear about what, what you're looking for out of it, like with yourself and just kind of like having that honest conversation because I was part of a mastermind before this and it was specifically with bloggers. And even though I loved the group members and I had a great time with them, I actually stopped blogging. So the actual group didn't, it wasn't really like for me anymore in that sense. So I think there's like a lot of different reasons why it might not fit. Like it may be the group members, it may be like the subject, it may be what you're looking to get out of it. And I think sometimes you just need to have that conversation with yourself about like why it's not working. Yeah. And I think our group has really been great because of a lot of reasons. I mean, we, we all get along really well. We all are writing. We have different objectives with our freelance writing, you know, like Taylor, you know, it works a full-time job and this is more of a side hustle. Kate is in the process of becoming a CFP, you know, so and and Sarah is, is working toward fire, you know, so I think that helps. And also the cadence is really been good. Once a month has really worked out for us. And the other group I was in, it was a lot of great people too and good energy, but it was a little too structured for me. Like there was actual homework, like oh they required us to. <laughs> yeah, like there was homework that was like personal homework, but it was also like, hey, we're all going to take a course. I mean, a different course, you know, pick a course you want to take, things like that. So I felt like it was almost too structured or it wasn't really a good fit in that way. And I think our group is great because we try to usually have a topic, right? Like a, a main topic we build the conversation around per each month. And that's been really nice. But we don't, we also can leave or end the, the sessions without having to feel like we have extra work to do as well. So that's been nice. <laughs> yeah, that sounds very intense, like homework. I, I suppose if, yeah. if that's something that, <laughs> yeah, that, that you'll benefit from. I'm like, in my mind, I'm thinking like a book club and then you, you do like the exercises from it or something. I don't know, but that would be, right. yeah. So yeah, I guess it, I guess the, the takeaway there is really depend on your personality and, and maybe the personality of the other people in, in the group. And then really frequency. Like I think once a month for us is good. I mean, do you feel like people can meet once a week, twice a month? Like what do you, especially if they're just talking about money? Like what do you think? It depends on your goals and what like, I mean, money could be so specific or so broad depending on what you're going over. And just naturally, 
by how the calendar falls and how certain things just tend to happen during certain times of the year. Right now, there's a lot of tax discussion. And, you know, in the fall, there's a lot of health insurance discussion since it's open enrollment, whether you have a full-time job or you're freelancing. So there's certain topics that are just sort of natural within that calendar timeline that kind of just come up because people have questions. So I think that's kind of cool because those same things are going to come up again and again every year, probably with your group. That's a really good point. I'm curious because there's a lot of like paid masterminds. I I don't even want to use that word mastermind, maybe like workshops or meetups. Like I know, Jackie, you went to Lola Brunch. So there's a lot of... So for those who don't know what Lola Brunch is, previous guest, Melanie Lockard came on, I think, talk about mental health and finances. I'll link that in the show notes. It's basically, she brought on, I think it was a financial expert to talk about goal setting. And so you met other women that were all aiming to better their money. And it was over, I think it was like mimosas and food. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Jackie. But like, do do you find it's worth the time and the money to invest in in activities like that or outings like that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I can be skeptical of stuff like that. I mean, just because I tend to be more on the introverted side. But when I went, it was just really fun to be among like-minded people who had a focus on money. And sometimes it can, maybe something I grew up with is just having such a laser focus on your money can make you come off as like boring or something. I don't know. You know, have you come across that stereotype that if like you're really into your money, you're like a calculating person? (laughs) Yeah. My friends, my friends from high school think that about me. Okay. Yeah. They think you're like this. Yeah. They think you're like, don't know how to have fun and you're calculating and stuff, but really it's, it's such an important money is such a, right. It's so weird, but cause we know better, but money is such a part of a big part of life. So being around that, those people with, from different walks of life with different money goals was energizing. And it was really inspiring to see like, Hey, we're, this is important to us. So we're going to take the time on a Saturday morning to get together and have like a really good heart to heart. And it was just a good mix of people from different ages. We had people who were like retired, you know, we had people who were in their twenties, all with different coming with different backgrounds. I think there is a, an importance in getting together, but that depends on your personality, right? Some people may not get as much from a group as others, but I am like really into community and I really like getting together because it's, it's important to kind of meet with people and to talk as we do, you know, as we do to just stay on top of our goals. And, but yeah, I feel like it's, we're really close because we can talk about our goals and why, why these goals are important to us. Cause no one can judge you for the goals you have in life as far, as long as you, you know, why these goals are important to you, you know, having a balance of understanding your goals and why you, you choose to focus on them. I know we all are doing different things this year and how money plays and the, the role money plays into what we're doing. Yeah. I would definitely be somewhat a little bit think twice about things that are super expensive to join. Like if you're thinking of like, you want to find a group or find your money people, I wouldn't just like shell out a crap ton of money (laughs) without (laughs) kind of doing your due diligence and like making sure that this is something like one that you're either going to earn a lot of money from or two that you are genuinely going to like save a lot of money as a result of this. And a lot of the things like I went to to Lola the conference and the tickets were they were a few hundred dollars and like that was something I genuinely had to think about as like an investment in myself. 
So in like making sure that I then put in the effort into it to get out of it what I wanted. And I really felt like I did because I took it seriously, if that makes sense. Like, so if you're going to like invest money into groups or finding people or building community, just making sure that you're not just doing it kind of like willy nilly and that you genuinely have like your purpose and that you take it somewhat, not seriously, but that you go in kind of making sure that, you know, you're kind of getting something out of it. Yeah, no, that's an excellent point. And in our day and age, there's just so many resources, right? There's so many ways to be self-educated in terms of courses or groups, meetups and that kind of thing. And to the point of saturation, which isn't a bad thing. It's just a matter of, uh, like Taylor mentioned, just picking backing off of Taylor's comment is, yeah, if you're going to invest X amount of money into something and time, yeah, what do you want to get out of it? And it's up to you to make it uh, worthwhile because I think we have some friends who have courses and stuff and they even said a fair amount of people don't even open, don't even like like start the coursework, which is baffling, you know, if they're spending three or $400 on a course or they don't, all of them, they don't complete it. So yeah, I, I really think uh, what you put into it is what you get out of it as well. Yeah, and like, so when I went to that conference, actually... I had like a few specific things I wanted to get out of it. And I think that like, obviously, you still need to be open because what I ended up getting out of the conference was there was a session about investing and investing had been like on my to do list forever, but I was so scared to do it. And that session about investing was actually what made me start investing. (laughs) So that like, for example, like compared Mm. to a few hundred dollars for the ticket, that's like my return on that quote unquote is going to end up being like tens of thousands of dollars because I finally like was able to take that leap. So I think sometimes it's maybe like, it's not a direct like ratio, but just making sure that you're, you know, you're there and that you're really soaking it in and like trying to give it your all. Yeah. So it boils down to uh, motivation and yeah, and what you put into it, basically. And I'm losing my voice for some really random reason. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. Well, ladies, I really appreciate all of you coming on. You know, I love you three. So before we we end, I would love to ask, how are you living beyond the dollar? Hmm. <laughs> yes, great question. I guess beyond the dollar for me, for like a long time, I've I've just been so focused on being frugal. And two things. I focus on being frugal because I was very anxious about the future. And so this year I'm living beyond the dollar to have a little bit more balance to balancing enjoyment of, of today, you know, with, with what's important for my future, like retirement, maybe buying a house, some big things. But besides that, I'm, I'm at a place where, you know, my freelance writing and in big part to, to three ladies in the group has been going really well. And so to think about how my, to think of money as more of an energy and a resource that's beyond just paying bills and taking care of my own needs, if I could be so idealistic to think that way and to think of money as an energy that you can use to reflect your values, you know, so maybe ways I can give back, not just through time, like through volunteering, but through money, maybe I'm not really sure yet, maybe donating money, maybe putting it into causes or people who are important to me, maybe buying more artwork or investing in myself for my self-care or for my own creative happiness and fulfillment. So these are, I know these are a lot of things, but I think these are some things I'm working toward for this year is to live more balanced and to live actually more deeply, you know, because I think when I'm anxious thinking about the future, 
I can't live deeply in the present. And how can money help me live more deeply in the present? That's all. (laughs) (laughs) That's a really good answer. I think for, for me, I've actually, I mean, I've always worked in creative fields and money has never been my primary, as much as I love money, it's never been my primary motivator. And so I think now I've seen the freedom. I mean, financial freedom for me is being able to do the type of work that you want to do when you want to do it, where you want to do it. (laughs) So, you know, I don't see myself necessarily stopping working at any point in time, but I, I always, I just, I kind of see building my, I guess my, my dream lifestyle as being the, the main focus and then sort of using money to, to help prop that up. And so that's sort of how, you know, money has fueled my lifestyle and purpose. And of course, that includes, you know, a lot of giving back and, and helping others with money specifically. So that's sort of where my beyond the dollar mindset goes. I am living beyond the dollar because I chose a career that I love and I'm so happy I switched careers and I didn't let money or my hangups about it get in the way of me going back to school and retraining. And I truly have never been happier. I love it. I love it. Ladies, again, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. Thanks for having us, Sarah. That was a lot of fun. Hey, everyone. I hoped you enjoyed my conversation with Jackie, Taylor, and Kate. Like I promised, at the end, I want to ask you some really juicy questions and continue the conversation off the podcast. So let's get into it quickly about the lessons learned. Is all of us really agree, and I hope you do too, that you get out of something as much as you put into it, whether it is a paid group, you're chatting with friends, or it's an unpaid mastermind type situation, which we have. So be open to talking about goals that you may or may not have with money and then try to bring money in. So I have a few questions for you. So number one is who in your life right now that you can go and approach talking to somebody about money with? And so start talking about life goals and don't count family members. And second question, if you're willing to open about about money, is there a local community or a class where you can meet people? So like Taylor went to something called Lola Retreat. That doesn't happen nationally, but there are tons of other organizations that may be in your area. And third thing I want you to think about is before deciding on any type of paid program like a mastermind or retreat, be realistic. How much are you going to put into it? And is that paid mastermind or retreat going to help you with your financial goals? So If you want to share, and I hope you do, any of what we've talked about today or the questions that I've asked, please go to Instagram. I am trying not to be there 24-7, but I will happily answer any DMs or comments. Just go to Instagram and then my name is Beyond the Dollar. So thanks. Thank you so much for listening in on Beyond the Dollar. If you like what you heard, please share with a friend. It'll help share the mission of what we're trying to do, which is to have more deep and honest conversations about how money affects our well-being. Tag them on Instagram, on one of my posts at Beyond the Dollar, send them a link, whatever you want to do to spread the mission of what we're doing around here. And if you feel that putting money towards the things that really matter is a challenge for you, download our values-based spending guide. You'll gain clarity around what matters to you most in life, be able to name your most important values, and how to start putting money towards those things. 
To download the values-based spending guide, go to www.beyondthedollar.co. Thank you again for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Beyond the Dollar. By the way, don't you love the new intro music? Thank you so much to Donovan Durance for providing this awesome song.